Hi friends, we're so glad that you've joined us today. Each week we gather together to do what women do best, talk. We discuss life's issues from a Bible-centered, multi-generational perspective. We know life is hectic, so if you're looking for a place to be refreshed in a world that seems to be running dry of truth, you found the right place. Welcome to the conversation. Hello friends and welcome to the Conversations at the Well podcast. I was going to say welcome to a new year because it is now 2022 and um, we are so excited for the opportunity to have another year of recording this podcast. Um, we'd love to take the time to kind of reintroduce ourselves in case there's any new listeners and to any old listeners that have um, heard an episode before. We just want to say thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode. We know that none of this is of our own accord, but that uh, the spirit led you here and that um, it's God's will that he has a word for you today in this podcast. Um, So I'll start off. My name is Caroline Pino. Uh, I just graduated from the University of Texas uh, this past year in 2021. I'm currently getting a master's degree from West Virginia University. Um, and I live here in Dallas along with my mom, who is my co-host here on this podcast. Yes. Hi. Happy New Year. Can't believe it's already 2022. My name is Kim Pino, and I am a retired school teacher and now work in the Well Women's Ministry and our parent ministry, Proclaim Cuba, as well. And I'm a mom and a wife, and I'm also getting my master's in a totally new field, um, strategic communications. So that's exciting for me to return back to the classroom. Seriously. As a student is definitely different, but let's face it. I love learning. I I just, I I am, I I love learning. So I actually think taking the classes are kind of fun. (laughs) Can't relate. And I wanted to start off this year by just saying, number one, thank you. If you have been following us, this was truly a leap of faith, a calling of God for us to do this. And I really believe that toward the end of 2021, I myself began to find doing this podcast very much a burden. Yeah. And my first response was, okay, let's just stop it. You know, we've done a season. Maybe this really wasn't what we were supposed to do. Don't get me wrong. Every conversation that we had, every person that we had on was a blessing for us. But the production of it and the having to find somebody to come on. And I just felt like this is this is more of a task now to perpetuate it than it was a calling and the passion that I felt when God first laid this on my heart. Really in 2020. Yeah. And I think the whole idea of even like uh, whenever we find ourselves with something that we know we were called to, but then we find ourselves trying to be the ones to sustain it. Yes. It's kind of a sign that maybe we've gone off course because scripture says that whatever the Lord opens the door for, that he's going to sustain it. So if there's something, you know, that we're striving towards that we ourselves are the one we've we've put ourselves in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and we've made ourselves the breadwinner for this thing when we were never supposed to be because God called us to it in the first place, you know, and he calls us to work alongside him 
uh, in, you know, providing for different things that he calls us to, but he never calls us to be the sole uh, sustainer of anything that we're called into. Right. And so I feel like whenever we get to that point with a lot of things in our lives where it's just like, I'm exhausted of this, either we're not looking to the right place to find the sustenance or we've gone so off track in the trajectory of what it is that we were doing that we're no longer even doing what we were originally called to do. Right. And that's where really the Lord took me, which is your second point, which wasn't, Hey, this is not something that I still want you to do. And he led me that way, the way he usually leads me. And that's through a revelation based on what I was studying at the time. So in my small Bible group study that I lead, we have been working through the book of Revelation. And in the second chapter of Revelation, John is writing to the church in Ephesus, and Jesus instructs him to tell that church that was doing good works, they were checking all the boxes. They were doing exactly what, as disciples of Christ, is what he had left them to do, but they were doing it without passion. Right. They'd forgotten why they were doing it. Not that anything they were doing was wrong, but their desire had kind of fizzled out and they were going through the motions. And as I was literally walking one day, listening to a sermon that our pastor had preached on this passage in the Bible, the pastor said, you know, if you feel like in any way, anything that you were called to do is kind of fizzled, this is what, this is a way to reignite it. And this is what Jesus was saying. Return to your first love is what he tells the church in Ephesus. Go back and revisit how did you feel and what was the purpose when you were first called into it? Yeah. Like and why did God yes, first even call and, you? And, and evaluate that, reassess it, and go back to doing the things that God gave you a passion for when it was new. Right. And all of a sudden, I just knew because the Holy Spirit just brought the podcast to mind. And I thought, yeah, we're not supposed to not do this anymore, but we're supposed to go back and reignite the purpose and follow the path that I believe God gave us in the first place, which was not to try to build a podcast in the way that the world would build a, build a podcast. Go find guests who all who already have a following, who whatever, and use the traction and get the numbers. And that became my focus in this. And it killed the passion because that's not what God called me to do in this. He called me and you to sit across from each other, just like we are and to share with what the Lord was doing in our lives. Right. And because we have been able by God's grace to grow beyond just being mother and daughter, really into a mentoring relationship where I learn from you and you learn from me as equals, but I've been doing this thing a little bit longer than you have. And so I have some advice at times and a perspective that you don't, that as we would just be discussing what the Lord is teaching us, we would record this because you in 2020 said to me at one point, mom, what do girls who don't have mentors do? Like what do girls who don't have an older woman 
be there their biological well, it wasn't mom that I didn't know it wasn't like what well, do they do it was like how do you survive right it was more of that of like literally how if you don't have somebody to go to who is wiser than you whether that be someone who is like uh, you know significantly older than you like double your age like your parents or even just like someone who is a couple of steps ahead of you in life because I've had I've had both, you know what I mean? And both are equal, have equally been as important in my life. Whenever I was in college and I was a freshman, there was a girl who was a senior, Jordan, who we've had on the podcast, who mentored me. And that was like a lifeline for me. Whenever, you know, we started getting closer and I started going to you, that was like a lifeline for me. So I was just like, what do people do who don't have that? Yeah. You know, how do you just exist as a, either in an echo chamber where you just have friends who are just uh, affirming you and everything that you do and don't know any better really to tell you any different, or you are really just kind of lonely in general and you don't even have anyone who's close to you and is invested in your life, life, your spiritual life, you know, any of that. Yeah. So that birthed this idea really, okay, well, let's do a podcast. We had during the lockdown, our COVID project, during the lockdown was to do a little for fun podcast on the Enneagram. So dumb. <laughs> but it was fun. And so we already bought some mics and some sound equipment and stuff. Let's be like honest. That. We were just bored. We were like, like the world was bored too. most, most people. And you learned how to do a podcast. You learned the back work of it. Right. And so I was like, well, let's do a podcast that would allow anyone who feels like I'm missing that element of being mentored, of just being able to sit and listen to a conversation. And as I said, multi-generational and not that I am the wise sage, but that we learn from each other right. generationally through what God is doing in our lives, what he's teaching us and what right. we're walking through. So we're, we're going to return to that in 2022 and not to say that we'll never have a guest or anything that was part of the problem is I came in and took over the structure instead of letting God really bring the structure as it happened. Right. So I think that's kind of exciting. And hopefully for those of you who would want to continue to listen to us or are coming back that we would, we don't know what we're going to, what you're going to get every week. Cause we don't know what you're going to get every week. Right. But what I do know is it'll be from the Lord and it'll be backed up by scripture because that's our mission statement is to connect women to God's truth and to each other. Right. So when we're speaking, it's never out of our own opinion, but it's about what God has been teaching us through his word. Yeah. And kind of a preface that um, my pastor does at, at my church that I go to and that I'd love is that, you know, the spirit would impress on you what's most important for you to hear out of the conversation and that he'd remove the things that are unimportant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, like we said, we don't claim to be experts on anything, anything. truly. Um, and so we, that's like our prayer for this whole podcast and anyone listening is that the Holy Spirit would work through us and that he would impress on you what's most helpful for you to hear in that moment. Yeah. Um, and that he wouldn't let Satan cloud any of this with doubt or judgment or wrong opinion or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So let's hear Caroline, what 
what has God impressed upon you? What's he, what's he working on in your life right now at the beginning of 2022? Well, you know, I think for the past couple of months, I, I joined a new church and, um, met a lot of new people and, uh, really got, I said this in the last episode, but really got a lot of exposure to a lot of different types of people who call themselves Christians. Whenever I was in college, I was, um, I had, I had a handful of friends who were Christians, but didn't have a ton of friends who are Christians. And so, um, it's been a while, honestly, since I was exposed to just, since I was placed into a quote unquote Christian bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, and which is, and this is a fantastic thing, but you know, all these people that I was met that I was meeting this summer and, uh, throughout this fall had been, you know, Christians for a long time. And they were all uh, very invested in their faith. But what I saw in it was uh, a big difference, not in the religion that we called ourselves or not in any of kind of like the semantics or any of that, but it was a big difference in the way that people were interpreting scripture. Mm -hmm. And I saw people doing something that I'd never really seen before which was they were taking their interpretations of scripture and calling that truth rather than saying what is in scripture is truth and my interpretation is just my interpretation yeah and you know that i've been thinking about it just a lot like it's it's really been on my mind heavily ever since then because just the way i am i very much glean to like there is absolute truth I've been doing a lot of self-discovery. I just found out on it. I'm an Enneagram one. Not a four. Not a four. And uh, something about ones that was just kind of like, oh, that makes total sense is that they long for like rationality and an absolute truth. And it's very easy for me to see things as like, well, if that's the truth, then everything else is interpretation. And for a lot of people, it's really difficult for them to see the world that way because you don't actually know if it's, you know what I mean? In reality, we don't know if anything's the truth. We're choosing to believe it's the truth. You know what I mean? The truth of the scripture. And so um, something that has been on my mind and I'll just read it because I, I wrote it in my notes. Um, but for the last few months, God's been showing me that so much of our lives as Christians are focused on interpreting the scripture rather than just submitting to the scripture. Um, and I think that this is where a lot of division comes in to Christianity, comes into, um, you know, church groups, comes into home groups, comes into families that all call themselves Christian, but, uh, are so angry that no one sees things exactly the way that they see, that they see them. Um, and we know, cause we've discussed this in the past on this podcast, but Satan's main tactic here on earth is division. And anywhere I see division, that's like a red flag for me to say, I think there might be some thing in this that is not helpful for us as Christians. Yeah. I think this might be a way that like, Satan is, you know, um, seeping in. Yeah. Like corrupting us in a way. And so that's, that's kind of something that the Lord's been 
just like impressing on me. And I don't yet know why necessarily. I mean, I know it's for my own knowledge, you know what I mean? But I don't know where he's going to have me drop this knowledge uh, other than here on this podcast right now. But I don't know who in my life needs to hear that right now. I, I haven't yet been led to that. Um, and I know he will because he never gives me knowledge that I don't give to somebody else. Thank right. the Lord. But like, I, I don't know where that's supposed to be used yet. Well, a, a couple of things, because I completely understand why the culture would be going toward that, that even within the church, scripture is just mine to interpret. Yes. And whatever I interpret is the truth of scripture. It's the relativism that pervades our culture. Yes. So why would we not find it Satan letting it seep into the church as well? Right. And I think your generation, well, let's just say my generation was probably the last generation who was taught that there was absolute truth. Just flat out, it, it exists and it can be found. And that the Bible was absolute truth as it is written. You're saying like this is like taught in church. It was taught in church, but it, but the the fact that truth was absolute was still right. within Western culture, yeah, and within American culture, uh, a foundational pillar that that you could figure out things. Life and all belief was not left up to whatever each individual thought, right. They're in their own personal but perspective. But that's not only within Christian culture. That's within. That's within. Because I mean, absolutely. like, that's within, like, all, like, I don't, I don't know enough about this to necessarily say it for sure, but I don't necessarily see Jewish religion. I don't see, like, um, Muslim religion. Like, I don't see, I don't see them with this issue of, like, hey, the Torah is just yours to interpret. Well, there's been a lot of interpretation of the Torah, though, over the years, as there has been the Bible. But it used to be even that interpretation of the Bible was left to the scholars, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, And they're people who had been vetted. So they're people who had been to seminary. They had studied. They had studied not only the scripture and had their the revelation of God, but they had studied the centuries, the literal the centuries historical context in which it was written yeah. of the commentary. And yeah. they had checked that one against the other. What seems to be the continuing interpretation, which we would say, okay, if over hundreds of years, this same interpretation has been arrived at by people who are scholars of the Bible, then we would say that's probably a pretty sound interpretation of what the truth really is from scripture. But you want to know why I think that people now, anyone with a Bible and the internet can be a, a, a Bible, Bible scholar. scholar. Absolutely. I, I think that that is it, the accessibility, but also the mindset that has said, since there is no real absolute truth, but even the Bible as truth, my interpretation of it is more true than, than your interpretation of it. Yes. Or there's equal truth. Maybe it's not more true, but there's equal it's the, your truth. truth is so your if, truth. So if yeah. Kim Pino, who has not been in seminary, reads the scripture and thinks, this is what it means to me, then my truth is equal to, should be equal to, a seminary professor who has studied 
and read lots of lots of commentary and has a more educated, I would say, a more foundational understanding of the scripture. Yeah. Uh, this, yes, it's the internet. Yes, it's the accessibility, but it's more than that. It is the teaching of the culture that says there is no absolute truth. Therefore, everybody's version of the truth is equal in value and therefore should be accepted as that. Don't tell me that my truth is not valid. And right. that somehow yours is. And I had never thought of it that way, coming seeping into the church in that kind of insidious way that people really would think anybody's interpretation of the Bible is valid in as truth, number one, and equally weighted as anyone else's. Well, yeah, it's this idea that like interpretation equals truth. Yes, and it doesn't. Whereas... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just flat out doesn't. Interpretation should always be weighed against. Comparatively, that interpretation which has come before. But also interpretation should always, forevermore, until we get to heaven, be held with an open hand. It should. You know yes. what I mean? Because yes. it's like, you know, whenever I read the Bible for the first time, whenever I read John for the first time as a, what, sixth grader maybe, and I read through the entire book of John, I might've picked out four things. You know what I mean? Then maybe I read it again as a high schooler and I might've picked out a different four things that I was like, you know, this is what the book of John is about. This is what Jesus is saying here, blah, blah, blah. Now, even just in the context of, well, now I've read all of the gospels back, 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 Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of them. Every time I read scripture, my interpretation is, changed added to uh whatever based on my life events yes. that have happened yes and so we have to hold our interpretation of scripture with a really light hand something that i think Ma mallory's been on this podcast before one of my great friends and what we always say is if i get to heaven <laughs> and god says to me you know what caroline i actually you know i actually meant that women should never cut their hair in the bible blah 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 like, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my interpretation of scripture was wrong. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Because what I trust is the foundational truth of the Bible. What I trust is the gospel. I know that to be absolute, non-relative truth. Yes. And I think as long as that's what I may mainly base my life on, not that my interpretation doesn't matter, but I understand that my interpretation is not truth. And so if I get to heaven and my interpretations were not correct, I want to have lived my life with such an open hand and not based my actions and my um, core beliefs on anything that I didn't know to be true. So I'm not going to base my actions and my core beliefs off of my interpretation. Correct. Uh, no, I completely understand what you're saying, but I think what is lost is for people to understand what is sound interpretation. True, yes. And so when you are reading the Bible or you are reading someone else's interpretation of the Bible or you're even sitting in church and your pastor is giving you their interpretation of the, of the Bible, we are instruct, instructed as Christians not to sit and take that interpretation as the gospel truth. But, but to be willing to 
investigate. Yeah, it's like a, and it's a healthy level of skepticism. Yes, yes. There is a, I believe that the Holy Spirit does reveal to us, does give us revelation of the truth of God. And he does it through God's word. And when I read something and I think, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, look at that. My job as a Christian is to investigate that. Right. Before to, I right to hold adopt that it as up, my own, you know, to yeah. hold. If I'm listening to someone else's interpretation, I'm to take it back to scripture. Is that really what Let scripture, scripture says? interpret scripture? And yeah. if it's what I feel that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me from the Word, then let me go to sound commentaries. Let me go to whom I know were good, sound scholars of the Bible, and see what they've said about this verse. Yeah. Because if I'm the only one. That's what I'm saying. After centuries of revelation, if I'm the only one or one of the few who thinks this, yeah, maybe that was really my opinion. It's not really the truth of the Bible. And I think it's like really important that we uh, acknowledge that even pastors are giving their interpretation of scripture and even scholars are still giving their interpretation of scripture. You know what I mean? And so at yes. the end of the day, we have to be okay with God being the only one who actually God knows. God being the only one. Yes, yes. I, I agree with that. I'm going to kind of segue into the fact that, again, it's the beginning of a new year. You may be looking for some Bible study help, or maybe you are in a small group and you're looking for some kind of a tool or study that helps you dig into the Word and really in community begin to study the word together. We're really excited to be able to offer what we're calling our continuing the conversation guide. And we have two formats. There's a personal reflection format and there's a small group study format of that. So we've taken our first year of the conversations at the well podcast and selected eight different episodes, pulled one topic from that episode. And then we've um, had some really gifted women who have come, come alongside us and a man <laughs> to help um, build out some lessons to take you from that topic and what you heard us discussing into the Bible, to read the Bible passages itself, and then to talk about it, questions that you can discuss in a group or things that you can just reflect upon yourself, go a little, dig a little deeper, go a little bit more into God's word, what it says, and then to be able to apply it to your life. So we're really excited about being able to offer that to you. So if you want to know more about how can I get my hands on the continuing the conversation guide, you need to go subscribe to the well newsletter which we'll have the link in the show notes to be able to do that. Right, because we're going to be launching this in January and we don't want you to miss the launch and, and to miss how you can be a part. Thanks for joining us today at Conversations at the Well. We hope your soul was truly refreshed by the story you heard and the words of wisdom that were spoken over you. Our ministry is doing work across borders and we'd love for you to join us on mission, whether that's here in the U.S. or overseas. The best way to join us is by subscribing to our email newsletter. We love you, friends, and we'll see you next week at the next Conversation at the Well.